Hi everybody, Bob Olson here from Afterlife TV. We're located afterlifetv.com. Today I want to talk to you about eight ways to improve your readings with a psychic or medium. Now some of these might seem a little logical, a little obvious, but they're not obvious for everybody because I've seen people violate every single one of these and ruin their readings as a result. First one I just want to talk about seems the most obvious, don't show up to your reading intoxicated or even hungover. Now, whether you're you know, on some kind of sleeping pills or some kind of drug or even alcohol, you know, I know that people get nervous about reading sometimes and so they might have a drink or two because of it. I don't recommend it. Here's the thing, you know, I had a, a friend who got a reading with um, a psychic medium on my list on bestpsychicmediums.com and when she made the appointment, he answered the phone, was making the appointment, and her mother was coming through very loud and clear to the psychic medium. And uh, he gave her a few message, messages because it was so clear, uh, but then made the appointment for, for the following week. When she had the appointment, the night before, she was so nervous about a reading that she drank a bottle of wine the night before. And so the next morning, she was pretty hungover. Uh, she's not a, she's a little girl, you know. Uh, so a bottle of wine was a lot for her. Pretty hungover. As a result, the connection that the medium was having with the mother was nowhere near the clarity that he had had the, year, the week before. And who really knows why, but somehow the hangover that this girl, my friend, was having was uh, affecting the clarity of the signal, the connection between the medium and her mother in spirit. All right, so something you want to be aware of and, and watch out for. Number two, you want to get into a relaxed state. Now, you know, let's just say you get a, a reading with someone in person, so you're going to the medium's office and, you know, you're dealing with rush hour traffic and you're all frazzled and fried because you know people are honking at you and a little bit of road rage there or something you end up you show up at the reading you know you're like shaking and upset that's not the best way to start a reading all right not only is it going to uh, affect the medium but it's going to affect you you know you're not going to be able to remember the reading as well you're not going to you're going to end up with what we call psychic amnesia you know, the medium's going to be giving you messages from, you know, from spirit, and you're not going to recognize some of those messages. Psychic amnesia is very common, it's, and, and, and it gets, it's, it's so classic, it's funny sometimes, that uh, the medium will be saying something like, you know, your loved one in spirit here is saying that you have three children, and you're like, you don't even know that you have three children. You're like, what? No, no, that doesn't make sense. And, you know, your friend who's with you is going, you have three children. So anyways, this actually is, it's not, this happens all the time. All right. So you want to be in a relaxed state. If, if you have to drive through traffic, make sure you get there early, sit in your car quietly, listen to some classical music, whatever it takes. If it's a phone reading, at least, you know, 15 minutes before the reading, sit in a quiet room. If you want to listen to some quiet, nice, soothing music, go ahead and do that. Otherwise, just, you know, sit Pay attention to your breathing 
and and just get ready for the reading in that way. It will make all the difference. Number three, don't make deals with your spirits. All right, this does this works against you. It doesn't work in any way, uh, in any positive way, uh, for the, the for the your loved ones in spirit. A lot of people do this. They say, look, you know, I'm going to go to this reading, and as long as you say something about the house on the lake, you know, or something about, you know, my nickname, you know, Jujubee, whatever it may be, um, if you ask your loved one in spirit, that you will trust this, that this medium is really connecting with them as long as they say a certain thing, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Because let me just explain to you how this works. The medium is connecting with spirit, and they don't just get one message at a time. It's not like me communicating with you, or we get on the telephone and you say something, then I say something, and it's just this. A lot of messages are coming through all at once to the medium. They're seeing things in their mind's eye. They might be sort of hearing something. Uh, they're feeling things, okay, all the different clair, um, clair abilities, uh, C-L-A-I-R. And so they're getting messages in various ways, and they pick and choose which messages they're going to pass on, all right? You never know which ones they're going to be. Well, your loved one in spirit might be talking about the house on the lake, but at the same time, they're getting other messages, so the medium might not choose the house on the lake message to give you. That's not your loved one's spirit's fault. It's just, you know, that's the choice that the, that the medium made. All right. So don't set them up for failure or don't set yourself up for failure because just because that message didn't come through doesn't mean it wasn't really your loved one in spirit. You know, you, you don't, you can't make deals. Even if, you know, before someone dies, you make a deal like that. Just you know, don't set yourself up in that way. Number four, all right, don't, we say, we use this phrase all the time, don't feed the medium, all right? Uh, what it really means is that you don't want to give information to the medium. The best thing to do when you get a reading is just keep your lips sealed, all right? The medium will ask you if you are recognizing or acknowledging any of these messages. Do these messages make sense? And you can say yes, no, or maybe. Yes, that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense to me. Please give me some more information. Or maybe, um, maybe it makes sense, but unless you give me some more, I'm not really going to know. All right? Yes, no, or maybe is really the only thing that you should be saying to them. I can't tell you, though, how many times people get readings with a medium and they're telling them all sorts of things that, that, they shouldn't be because the medium should be giving them the messages, all right? In this case, you. So if you have an uncle who was uh, a firefighter who died uh, putting out a fire, saving some lives, so he died on the job. If you tell the medium this before the medium has an opportunity to tell you this information, it really takes away from the reading that you're going to have because these are the kinds of messages that are going to come through for you. You know, the, the medium is going to say, I have someone here who's a firefighter or a fireman or whatever who, um, and, then, and then later they're going to try to tell you how that person passed and they're going to say they died in a fire, you know, 
uh, and they might even be able to give you the circumstances under which that happened. They were saving someone at the time and, and they put their life on the line and they passed as a result. They're a real hero. If, if you give them this information, they're not going to be able to give it to you. So don't feed the medium anything. Don't tell them anything. Let them tell you. All right. Number five, don't force fit messages. You know, common example is, you know, they say, I have a little white dog that's coming through. I see a little white dog and you say something like, well, I had a white cat. That's not the same. Uh, I've, I've heard even worse, well, I had a black cat, you know, when the, they were talking about a white dog. People really try to force fit a message. And you'll find that you're doing this uh, because you want to try to help the medium out. You know, we just have, you know, if you're a nice person, you tend to want to help make things fit. And so you get the messages kind of right, but not exactly. And so you're like, you know, trying to make it fit. Don't try to make messages fit. If it doesn't make sense, just tell the medium, no, it's not really making sense. All right? So don't force fit messages. Number six, if nothing's making sense, stop the medium. Just say, hold on. You know, I need, to, I need to let you know that none of these messages are making sense. Because sometimes there's so much that can happen. Sometimes it might be that the message is for somebody else in your house. could be with the friend that you're with. Uh, it could be the messages are for the next caller. You don't know what the circumstances are, but if none of the messages are making sense, you can't just let that medium go on and on and on. I actually got an email from somebody who said to me she had a two-hour reading and nothing made sense. And I said, why didn't you, you know, I emailed back, why didn't you tell the medium any time within those two hours that nothing was making sense? Best if you do it within the first 10 or 15 minutes. She's like, I didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to be rude. No, interrupt. You don't have to be rude. You can be kind about it. You can just let them know, sorry, this, this isn't working. This, this, this isn't making any sense. You should do it if in the first five or six or seven minutes nothing's making sense. Because if all you have is a half hour reading and you let 15 or 20 minutes go before you let them know that so far none of the messages you've given me make any sense, you know, now you've got to deal with, you know, you've just let them talk for 20 minutes and how are they going to give you a refund? I mean, it really messes things up. Make it easy on them from the beginning. They might go, you know what, I'm not getting anything for you today. Let's reschedule this and do this another time. Who knows why, for some reason, I'm connecting with somebody else, and this person in spirit is a really strong uh, communicator, and for some reason, these messages are the ones that are coming through. Let's just do this at another time. You make it easy for them if you stop them early on, all right? So stop them. In the same way, you want to be honest both in your words and in your body language. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. I was at a medium demonstration. Medium demonstration being psychic medium is on stage, it's giving random readings to audience members who are, who are there at that event. And we just, you know, would say, I got somebody coming through, you know, it's this person. And they, they would describe what they look like or what their name is or when they or how they died. And somebody would pick up that message and raise their hand. Yeah, that sounds like that's for me. And they would give that person a reading. Well, I had a friend who was at one of these demonstrations and was getting a reading. All the messages were clearly for him. They all made sense until about halfway through the reading. 
all of a sudden it took a turn. Now, I, this is my friend, so I knew the messages were accurate at the beginning, and then I knew the messages were not. Well, my friend, who just is a really nice guy and doesn't want to make anybody feel bad or look bad, instead of stopping the medium and telling him, no, you know, something took a turn here and it, none of these messages are making sense, he just sat there nodding, nodding, like he was acknowledging that he understood everything that was being said. And this medium, who is excellent because he doesn't ask any questions, he just gives the messages and he, he does look into your body language to, to recognize whether or not any of it is making sense to you. My friend's sitting there nodding like it's all making sense. None of it was. He later admitted that, yeah, about halfway through, all of a sudden it wasn't making any more sense. Another woman told, came up to me later and said, halfway through his reading, I knew all the messages were for me. I knew they were for me. Nobody, you know, she didn't want to interrupt. Uh, the medium didn't, he even felt as though the, the reading had gone in a different direction, but because my friend was nodding, he was confused and he just kept going with that one person, you see. So be honest in your words and in your body language if you're getting an in-person reading with somebody. The last thing I just want to talk about is skepticism. You need to keep an open mind with these things, you know. Um, skepticism is good. You know, there's something that we all like to refer to as a healthy skepticism. And I started off as a skeptic, a cynical skeptic, uh, which I'm not proud of. I was, I was, I was a cynic, but, but I was open-minded enough to allow the messages to come through. So what I'm trying to say is look for the real compelling, the real convincing evidence that comes through. So when a medium is giving you a message that there's no way that they could possibly know. It's best if the medium is a stranger to you because there's no way, or even if you're getting a psychic reading, if that psychic is a stranger to you, there's no way they could, be, they could know this stuff about you that they're telling you. There's no way they could know this stuff about your loved one in spirit if the messages are coming through and this person's a stranger to you and you're in the telling, they're telling you about his personality, you, you know, say your father's personality in spirit, um, what he did for work, uh, his hobbies, you know, how he died, all this kind of incredible evidence. And a lot of times there will be names and dates and places. So if this person is a stranger to you and they're giving you this kind of evidence and some of the, some of the messages that come through don't make sense they're, or they're just outright wrong, don't throw all the rest of it away just because some of it was wrong. Keep an open mind. And that's the way I look at evidence. If some of it is really convincing, really compelling, like accurate, no, undeniable, I will give a little more benefit to the doubt for the other messages that maybe I'm just a little unsure about or maybe they're a little more vague. Um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because all the other messages were so accurate. All right? So, and... I want to talk a little bit about misses because, you know, if you are skeptical, you often count the hits and the misses, you know. Oh, the, you know, he got that wrong, he got that wrong, he got that wrong. And then we count the hits. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that one's right. But he got three wrong. So, you know what, even though he got seven things right, seven hits, three misses, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm just going to discard the whole reading. Well, the reality is that in most readings, there's going to be some misses. There's going to be some stuff that's wrong. Really, what you want to pay attention to is 
the the hits, but the quality hits, the most compelling, the most convincing hits. What kind of evidence came through? Pay attention to that. That's where the real magic is when you're getting a good reading. But there are three types of misses that I want to just point out. The, the first type of misses, the first category of misses that I want to talk about is what I call flat-out wrong misses, all right? It's just flat-out wrong. So the medium says to you, uh, I think I have your mother in spirit, but your mother's alive. All right, so no, that's just flat-out wrong. My mother is not in spirit. My mother's still here. All right, flat-out wrong. The second category of misses, technically wrong. All right, this is when, you know, the, the medium might say, um, your father's showing me that he was a police officer. And technically, though, your father might have been a security guard or might have been uh, an MP, you know, in the military, a military police or something like that. He's getting it technically wrong, but you recognize that he's seeing him in some kind of a uniform. He's just got it technically wrong, but you know he's got the gist of it. You know he's connected with your father. You know he's seeing your father with some kind of uniform. He's just he's just mixing it up, the type of uniform it is. That's technically wrong. Third category is semantically wrong. Uh, I actually saw this in a medium demonstration. The medium was saying, uh, giving messages about someone who was coming through and was saying that it was a male energy that was coming through. The fact was it was the woman in the audience's mother. She was the one who was coming through, she had a masculine energy. She wasn't a male energy, meaning she wasn't a man, but she had a masculine energy. The person getting the reading just thought the medium was all wrong and just got it all mixed up because she was thinking he was saying a male was coming through and he messed it up semantically. It was just wrong word choice. He should have said it was a masculine energy because the reality was this woman's mother in spirit now actually had a masculine energy and that was true. So that was semantically wrong. He was just using the wrong word. So flat out wrong is flat out wrong, okay? And you know, if it's wrong, it's wrong. And you want to acknowledge that and, and, and tell the medium that it doesn't make any sense to you. But if it's technically wrong or semantically wrong, you know, give him a little leeway with that because you know the message that's coming through, you know it's sort of right. You know, chances are they really did connect with your loved one in spirit. They're just sort of misinterpreting some of the stuff that they're seeing or hearing or feeling, okay? These are just tips, eight tips for improving your readings with a psychic or medium. I hope they're helpful for you. Thanks.